ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اما بعد indeed all praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge with Allah from the evil of ourselves and from the evil of our bad deeds whomsoever Allah guides no one can misguide and whomsoever Allah misguides then no one can guide I bear witness that nothing has a right to be worshipped except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is alone and he has no partners. And I bear witness and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah raise his rank and grant him peace, is his slave and his messenger. As for that which follows, فَإِنَّ أَصْطَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ Indeed, the most truthful speech is the speech of Allah, the Qur'an. وَخَيْرَ الْهُدَى هُدَى مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ The best and the finest of guidance is the guidance of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَتُهَا The worst of affairs are the newly invented matters. وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ Every newly invented matter is an innovation in the religion. وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ Every innovation is misguidance. وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ And every misguidance is in the hellfire. The greatest obligation and the greatest act of worship after the shahadatan is the prayer. And it's the very first thing that we're going to be taken into account for when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the authentic hadith, أَوَّلُ مَا يُحَاسَبُ بِهِ الْعَبْدُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الصَّلَاةِ he said the very first thing that a person is going to be taken into account for on the Day of Judgment is the prayer. فَإِن صَلُحَتْ صَلُحَ لَهُ سَائِرُ عَمَلِهِ And if his prayer is sound and correct, then the rest of his deeds will be sound and correct. وَإِن فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ سَائِرُ عَمَلِهِ But if his prayer is corrupt, then likewise the rest of his deeds will be corrupt. And for this reason, it's imperative and it's an absolute must that every single one of us strives to establish the prayer in a manner that's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the ways of establishing the prayer is by praying in, in the exact same manner in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray. As he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِ أُصَلِّي مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ He said, pray as you have seen me pray. And in general, when we find a commandment from coming from the Prophet ﷺ, then this shows that it's an obligation. That it's a must that we do it. And a person shouldn't think that just because he was born and raised as a Muslim, that automatically that means that he knows how to pray properly. Or that he prays in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. The only way that a person can truly emulate the prayer of the Prophet ﷺ, is by learning from those authentic books and those authentic sources 
that describe the description of the prayer of the Prophet ﷺ from the beginning to the end. Likewise, it will not be possible for a person to truly establish the prayer except by offering the prayer in the proper fixed times that have been legislated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Jalla wa Ala said in his noble book, Indeed, the prayer has been enjoined upon the believers at fixed times. And likewise, it was narrated by Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. He said, سألت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أي العمل أحب إلى الله He said, I asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم which deed is most beloved to Allah. And the very first thing that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned, he said, الصلاة على وقتها الحديث He said to pray in the proper fixed time. This is the most beloved deed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the end of the hadith. So when it comes to the prayer, a person cannot follow his desires. A person cannot pray whenever he wants to pray. A person cannot go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then he misses Salatul Fajr. And Salatul Dhuhr. And Salatul Asr. And the rest of the prayers. And then whenever he gets off of work, he offers all of the prayers together at one time. This is not establishing the prayer. This is playing games with the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if a person's situation is really like this, that he delays the prayer outside of the proper fixed time without any valid legislative excuse, then some of the scholars have said that this is disbelief that takes a person outside the fold of the religion. And this is due to the statement of the Prophet where he said, He said the covenant between us and them, meaning the covenant between us and the disbelievers is the prayer. And whoever abandons the prayer, whoever leaves off the prayer has disbelief. And likewise he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man fatathu salatul asri, habita amaluh. He said, whoever misses salatul asr, meaning he misses this prayer without any valid excuse, then his deed will be in vain. And we know that we have some brothers, they'll say, there's a difference of opinion when it comes to this issue. Some of the scholars say that if a person does it out of laziness, they're not a disbeliever. The response to this is irregardless whether or not there's a difference of opinion. If a person was to be an individual who was negligent and he was heedless regarding his prayer, he delayed the prayer for no reason, and he died and he met his Lord like this. And then on Yom Al-Qiyamah, he's standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he finds out that those scholars were wrong. He finds out that those scholars were mistaken with regard to their ruling. The fact that there's a difference of opinion would not be an excuse, would be, would not be an excuse for this individual when he's standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this issue is very dangerous. That a person abandons the prayer. That he leaves off the prayer and he delays the prayer for no reason. This is very dangerous. And if a person does this, he's literally playing with his hereafter. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for safety and well-being. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise and thanks belong to Allah, the Lord of everything that exists. وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ The good end is for those who possess piety. وَلَا عُدْوَانَ إِلَّا عَلَى الظَّالِمِينَ There is no transgression except against those who oppress. وَأَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ 
I bear witness and I testify that nothing has a right to be worshipped except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's alone and he has no partners. He aids and he supports those who are righteous. And I bear witness and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger. Allah Jalla wa ala, he said, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Successful are the believers. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who have humility in their prayer. So in order for us to truly establish the prayer in a manner that's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's incumbent that we have humility and serenity in our prayer. And the meaning of having humility in the prayer is that a person's heart is present. And a person is not making unnecessary movements in the prayer. A person is not looking up, he's not looking to the right, he's not looking to the left. He's not cracking his knuckles, he's not doing any of this. All of this is frivolous. All of this is, has nothing to do with the prayer. Rather his heart is present. And he's contemplating and he's reflecting upon what's being said in the prayer. And this is why it's not correct and it's not befitting for a person to be Muslim for 5, 10, 15 plus years or 20 plus years and he doesn't even understand the meanings of Surah Al-Fatiha when he goes into Ruku' he doesn't understand what's being said he goes into Sujood and he doesn't understand what he's saying he sits for the Tashahud he doesn't know what he's saying and this is why we encourage our brothers and our sisters who don't understand Arabic to at least learn the meanings of what you're saying in the prayer. Because how can we truly expect to get any benefit from the prayer if we don't understand what we're saying? The last point that we want to make as it relates to establishing the prayer, and this is specifically for the men, is establishing the prayer in the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we all know that everyone is on different levels when it comes to this. So from amongst the men are those who strive and they're diligent when it comes to praying the masajid. Whenever they have free time and whenever they're physically able, they rush and they hasten to the masajid. And of course, you have people who are the opposite. You have people who have little to no concern when it comes to praying the masajid. And as a result of this, they have deprived themselves of a tremendous reward. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the authentic hadith, Salatul Jama'ati. He said that praying in congregation, it is 27 times better than praying by yourself. Now let's put this in dunya terms. If a person wants to come to you today and tell you that he's going to give you a thousand dollars for every time you come to the masjid, every obligatory prayer that you offer in the masjid, he's going to give you a thousand dollars. I guarantee you everyone and their mother are going to be running to the masjid. Even non-Muslims are going to be coming to the masjid. Because everyone sees the value of money. When it comes to tangible things, people, they see the value and the significance. But when the Prophet wasallam is telling us that praying in, in congregation is 27 times better than praying by ourselves, how many of us really get encouraged when we hear this hadith? And of course, the reward that Allah has prepared for those who offer the prayer in congregation is way better. It's way, way better than a thousand dollars. It's no comparison. So if a person wants to just offer 
the prayer in the masjid on Jumu'ah. And we all know that a Jumu'ah Muslim is a derogatory term. No self-respecting Muslim should want to be a Jumu'ah Muslim because that means he's not really practicing. Or even worse than that, a person only comes to the masjid once in a blue moon without any valid reason. It's not because he's busy or because he's tied up at work. He's just being lazy. This individual has deprived himself of a tremendous reward. And he will not be considered amongst those who have established the prayer for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask Allah jalla wa ala to give us all success in that which he loves and he's pleased with. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنًا وَقِنَا عَذَابِ النَّارِ We ask our Lord for the good of this life and the good of the after and to save us from the punishment of the fire. اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين We ask Allah to give honor and nobility to Islam and the Muslims everywhere. والحمد لله رب العالمين